What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fish Lift Eat Podcast. Hope everybody's week's getting started off on the right foot, and we appreciate you tuning in with us today. So in studio today, we got the man behind the camera himself. Chad's joining me today. What's going on, Chad? Not much, Casey. Good to see you again. You too, man. Um, we're going to take a little bit different approach tonight, I think. Um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time having having fun on here and, and fun's always got to be the center of it because once fishing is no longer fun, I know I've said it before that, that that'll be the day I get out of it. Um, but you know, we, we do dedicate a lot of, of time and effort to, um, educating on, you know, techniques on tactics, gear, et cetera. And, um, you know, we've had some incredible guests to come on and, and help us with that. But tonight, I want to um, I want to hit on a, on a little bit different and talk about kind of the mindset that that we as anglers have to have. Um, you know, when, when things get challenging, when things get tough, and um, you know, maybe maybe it's not going our way, and and how we have to overcome those type of things in order to have success on the water. So, uh, you know, I had tournament season kicked off for me. Um, Let's see from the time I listened to this two weekends ago, but um, had a real had a real interesting series of events that that led up to it, and um, just kind of wanted to share those along with kind of the um, the theme here of, of of mindset and how you just got to kind of keep keep your nose to the wall sometimes and and grind it out. But so just for perspective, it started. Um, two weeks prior to the tournament I went out, I was supposed to go travel up to the lake that we were at. It was about, you know, about an hour, hour and a half commute for me to from the house to the lake that, that our season was going to kick off at. And I went out on the, on the Thursday afternoon, got in from work and I was going to do the, uh, do the hundred hour service on my boat just to, you know, kind of have everything freshened up and ready to go before we start really pounding on it during the season. So I go out, I go to trim my motor up and to take it off the, off the motor toter and stuff to be able to get it down, to do the oil change, et cetera. And quickly realized that I did not have, I didn't have trim. It was not, uh, it was not working. So, you know, turn the, turn the switch back off thinking maybe just the, you know, the extremely cold weather that we had had that week, you know, maybe it drained my battery or something like that. So went and plugged the boat up and, you know, my boat has a, has a four bank Minn Kota precision charger on it. So for, for anybody that doesn't know what that means is I've got four different batteries that all control different, um, you know, provide power to different things on the boat, such as the, you know, the cranking battery, the battery that runs my trolling motor, um, as well as all the accessories on the boat as well, you know, and another one for my electronics, et cetera. Well, I plugged the, plug the charger up and off, you know, three of the four batteries kicked on, started charging. No problem. Well, my number one battery, which is my cranking battery, um, which also, you know, runs the hydraulics and, and things like that. Um, was giving me the the evil red light that none of us like to see on our charger, <laughs> which basically means a um, a connection issue. So we check the connections, yada yada yada, all the all the stuff that that somebody unqualified like me 
in boat mechanics can do, you know, check the fuse, check the connections, etc. Well, still wasn't getting anywhere with it. And keep in mind, I'm supposed to be, you know, my plan is to be pulling out, you know, early the next morning uh, to go start pre-fishing. Well, I get on the phone, start calling, you know, my boat mechanic and et cetera. And one thing leads to another. And we figure out the best solution at that point is I need to get it to the, get it to the shop ASAP. So instead of getting to fish on Friday, you know, I basically had to miss out on a day of practice and took my boat to the shop. Well, fast forward ends up, ends up being just a, you know, a bad battery and some other, other wiring issues, get it resolved, get it taken care of, go pick the boat back up on Friday. And, and I think we're good to go, right? Come home, finish the service on it, get all the tackle loaded up and okay. Missed out on a day, but at least now the boat's good to go. Everything in the back's all squared away and, and we're ready to roll, right? Well, then Sunday rolls around and, um, now my truck decides to start giving us issues. <laughs> I get in and um, it starts throwing just a series of lights that I've never seen, the check engine light and and just a weird combination of things. And so like any, any reasonable person does, I get on the internet and I get on the forums and I start typing in all the, the things that are, that are popping up on my truck to try to figure out what's, what's possibly causing this. And I guess it's kind of like researching things on WebMD. You're always going to see like worst case scenario things first. So I'm not even going to try to describe the, what it said it was because I don't know what that system is, but essentially it was like, this is something you can only take to a, has to be done by a Toyota dealer. And the, you know, that the average cost about it's about $3,000. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. So, you know, couple of days ago the boat's down now my truck's down and you know at, at this point like i'm i'm getting i'm getting pretty ill like i'm just beating my head against the wall like both of these things i've not had the first bit of trouble out of my boat this year i've not had the first bit of trouble out of this truck for the last you know three years that i've had it like just everything has been flawless and then here we are you know essentially a week out of the tournament season starting and here, you know, the problem starts setting in. So, you know, it, it, it was real easy in that moment to, you know, just kind of say, woe is me and start throwing my pity party and not, not taking the steps I needed to, to resolve these issues and keep going. And, um, and I'm not going to lie. I probably, I probably got a little too, too frustrated whenever the, whenever the truck started giving problems, but had had I give up on it at that point and just took it into a shop and keep in mind this is on Sunday, so no shops are open on Sunday. So if I just kind of gave up on it, quit looking into stuff, at that point I would have had to wait till Monday, make an appointment. Who knows when they could have got the truck in and by the time they actually got it fixed and and whatnot, but we we kept looking and my wife to her credit, she she kept me grounded during this and she kept helping me research things. And we end up finding this thing where it's like this mod, you know, through, from this year to this year truck, which mine fell in, they were like, for whatever reason, if it ever gets below 11 degrees, it can just like trip something out and just make something in the computer go haywire. So they're like, just pop the, you know, the battery cable off and open the gas cap, leave it sitting for 10 minutes and hook everything back up. 
and you should be fine. And I'm like, no way does that work. Absolutely no chance that works. So I do it anyway. Works like a charm. Holy smokes. <laughs> Truck fired right back up, had absolutely no problems. And I'm like, I'm not convinced that, that this is going to last. So we put the kids to bed Sunday night. I run to the gas station, you know, fill the truck up, and I just drive around for like an hour. Just sitting there waiting for, you know, these lights to come back on and the, the issue to really, you know, rear its ugly head again. Well, it never does. And to this day right now, like, I've put, you know, roughly another, you know, three 400 miles on the truck since then. And it's, it's not gave any more trouble. So, you know, I'm thinking, all right, you know, we're, we're good to go now, right? Like, got the boat dialed in, truck's ready to go. All right, we're, we're ready to really get serious about this tournament. And then I start looking at the weather forecast. <laughs> and so keep in mind that, you know, that our schedule, it came out, you know, towards the tail end of last fall. So kind of always, I've had these dates marked for a while, you know, been looking at, you know, the past history on what kind of how the lake sets up around that time, et cetera. And um, then I start seeing some ugly things pop up on the forecast that were not there to start with. You know, first it just starts out as it's going to be some rain. And I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. Because actually the weather was on a really cool warming trend. And for this time of year, when we start seeing warming trends, and we get super excited about what the bass are going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Well, then anybody, you know, with an iPhone knows when you start looking at those at your weather app on there and you start seeing that ugly little lightning bolt that can come down out of the cloud sometimes. And that starts wigging you out a little bit whenever you're talking about spending, you know, eight, 10 hours on a body of water. So it's like, okay, so now the weather's going to throw a wrench in this thing. And because we've got, you know, childcare lined up and everything for Saturday. And, you know, now we're starting thinking about the, you know, the tournament's going to get postponed and not going to have any childcare and this, that, and the other. Because my wife, who's, you know, 32, 32 weeks pregnant at the time, like I've got to take into consideration her being here with, you know, our two kids now. So that starts stressing me out and this, that, and the other. So having like, I wish I had a dollar that week for how many times I had to look at the weather forecast, just hoping it was going to change, hoping it was going to change. <laughs> well, so I knew tournament, I knew regard at this point, after looking at the radar, I, I know it's going to rain regardless. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I've got rain gear for a reason. If you're a bass fisherman, you just, you know that the first thing you buy is a boat. The second thing you buy is tackle for that boat. And the next thing you buy is good rain gear because you're going to need it. So we get to, you know, now I'm down to where my practice days are going to be Thursday and Friday and then tournament on Saturday. So go out there Thursday, just dumps rain on me all day. And the, the fishing's good though. I will say that like we were able to find some, like some really good quality fish and, you know, a pattern started developing, like everything was looking great, but it just, it, as the day progressed, the rain and the, the weather just got progressively worse. And it just kept dumping, kept dumping. Like I can remember at one point, like my bilge was just running and dumping water, just constantly, just pumping it out as fast as it was raining in. <laughs> and so we're at like lunchtime, and I'm like, man, this is stupid. Like you know, the tournament's probably going to get canceled Saturday because you know this this weather's just going to come in and get worse. Like I'm wasting my time out here. 
So just as I'm thinking, like, all right, well, let's go put it on the trailer and, and get dry and, you know, go get something to eat. And I'm just like, you're not going to get any more wet than you already are. Like, you, you're already out here. The boat's soaked. You're soaked. Like, the fishing's good. Like, the tournament's going to happen at some point regardless. Like, why would you leave whenever you need to be working and figuring out how to, you know, how you're going to catch them on on tournament days so that led me to you know just you know sucking it up and and going out and and continuing to fish and what that allowed me to do though was i was able to keep building on that pattern and you know finding more spots where fish were you know where they were setting up on stuff and and wherever you know areas that i wouldn't have been able to find and things i wouldn't have been able to expand on had I just went and put the boat on the trailer. Yeah, you know, you, you bring up a good point, and you've come so far. I mean, all the barriers that you broke to get to this point, it does seem like, oh, well, do I quit? Do I continue? But after everything that you've accomplished, everything that you've overcome, it just makes it, uh, you know, more meaningful to keep pushing forward. Well, you have to. You know, there's no... You can't you can't ever get stuck feeling sorry for yourself in this game. Yeah. And this this doesn't just apply to tournament fishing, right? I mean, that's where that's where my experiences are going to come from because that's the season I'm in right now. But, you know, this it don't matter if you're, you know, just a recreational bank fisherman, a pond fisherman, a fly fisherman out on the river. Like I don't care what you're at, you know, if 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 you're going to find excuses for when things aren't perfect, you're never going to progress and you're never going to get better and you're never going to, you know, challenge yourself in these situations, which ultimately is what's going to allow you to be a better angler. Exactly. So, you know, stick it out, fish it all day Thursday. And just, I'm, I'm on my way back to the ramp Thursday and I'm, I'm feeling really, really good about it. I'm like, man, we've, you know, we, we found some good stuff. Like this is, I'm, I'm really happy with what I, how I was able to use the day. And then I get back to the ramp. And so there's only nine trailers there, including mine. Now there could have been somebody who put in at another ramp, but the way this lake set up, like the, the ramp where our tournament was going out of where I put in that day is, is, is the one that's most heavily used. So there was only nine people counting me. And I, I'm I'm just I'm gonna assume that those were guys that were, you know, pre fishing for the tournament. Otherwise I don't know who else would have been crazy enough to be out there that day. <laughs> so, you know, we got a heavy boat field. And to think that only nine people were there, that's when that's when I knew I made the right choice. I know, okay. I just I've already got one more leg up on the rest of the field because I was willing to come out here and go through these elements and, you know, and go through this weather to be able to have, you know, to be able to start putting a game plan together for the tournament day. Right. Exactly. So anyway, go home, fill it, fill the boat up with gas, put it on the charger and I head back up there Friday. And first thing I did, I went and checked, um, you know, the place in my head where I'm already going to be starting at where just, you know, saw a lot of fish on Ford facing sonar I caught a few of them just to kind of see, you know, get a gauge for the size in there. And it's, you know, very good quality, 
you know, fish that I'm going to be very, very happy to weigh in on tournament day. So I check them. They're still there setting up just like they were the day before. So then I start expanding on it. And Friday's going just fantastic. Now, at this time, I'm basically catching 90% of my fish on one technique. And I don't mind sharing it, you know, this time of year, which I throw one year round, but I'm catching a ton of fish on a jerkbait. You know, to be exact, I'm catching them on a, you know, a mega bass, you know, 110 junior plus one. And just every time I'm able to pull up in a, in a certain area, you know, there's, there's a very specific thing at this point that I'm, that I'm looking at on a map and that's where I'm going and trying to run. And when I pull up and I'm seeing fish set up a certain way, it's like, I'm almost able to call my shot. That's how dialed they were. So fish all day expand on this area and we pull up on, on one ditch and I see some fish, um, you know, schooled up out there. So like I've done at every other spot, you know, I, I throw that jerk bait out there to catch one and just to kind of see what, what size of fish is living in that area. Come back on the back cast, go to cast, snap. I have now, I have no idea how, I don't know if, if I stepped on it when it was on the front deck or what could have possibly happened, but my jerkbait rod breaks right in half. And I'm just a couple seconds from just absolutely losing my cool. Yeah. Okay. Because now we are the day before the tournament. Um, the rod that, and you know, I know what people are thinking, you know, they, they hear me talk on here about, you know, how many rods I have and this, that, and the other. But the thing about it is a lot of my rods are extremely technique specific. So like I said, I throw a jerk bait year round. Like there's not a time of year when there's not a jerk bait on my deck. So for me to snap that jerk bait rod, knowing that this is the technique that I'm going to be weighing on heavily to catch my fish on tournament day, like that's a, that was a serious blow because now I'm like, I don't know that I have time to get out and get to the tackle shop in time to, you know, try to find another rod. Like truth be told, I just don't really want to drop a couple hundred bucks right now on, on another rod just because, because this one broke when I could, you know, if I had the time to send this one off, I can, you know, cash it in on warranty and get another one, yada, yada, yada. So whenever you know, kind of come to my senses. It's like, okay, let's take inventory of what I got. I open up my rod locker because during, during practice time, I basically take everything I have, you know, all my rods, all my tackle. Like whenever I see something that I want to try, like I want to be able to have it right there with me. So I don't have anything, you know, that's just extremely specific to a jerk bait. Like, uh, like I won't, but then, I've got another rod that I'm like, well, if there's one that I have that's going to work, it's going to be this one. So get it out, you know, tie jerkbait on it, catch some fish with it. And I realized like, okay, this, you know, worst case scenario, I can still make it work. It's not exactly what I want, but I'm, 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 I'm not dead in the water with it. Right. So, all right. So I, I get my head back to me after that. Cause that one, that one, that one threw me for a pretty hard loop. And at that point again is when I start thinking like maybe I need to leave and go, you know, get my tackle situation figured out. 
like maybe I do need to try to book it to a tackle shop or, you know, start calling buddies, see if I can bum a rod, like something. Well, I'm, and matter of fact, at this point, I'm literally, I've already committed to that. Like I'm driving back to the ramp. Like I'm about to put the boat on the trailer and, you know, we're a little after lunchtime at this point. And then I got to thinking, it's like, you're on the lake to try to find winning fish. Like you're not going to find, you're not going to find more areas. You're not going to find more fish at the tackle shop. Like, like that's, that's just, that can't be your priority right now. If you've already dedicated this whole day to being out here. So make a quick turn right there. And I decided to stay on the lake and I'll just kind of, you know, fast forward a little bit. I end up finding more areas in a whole different part of the lake that I had not even fished yet. Um, that ended up being very, very key spots to me in the tournament. So if I had not taken the moment just to kind of chill out, get my head back right, my tournament wouldn't have even had the outcome it did because I wouldn't have found those key areas, you know, if, if I had left to go try to, you know, figure out a rod situation. Um, so that worked, that worked out for that in that sense. Well, just when you think, that it can't get any worse, right? Like everything that could have possibly happened has happened. We've overcome it. We're good to go. Like we're ready to go fishing on tournament day. And then there's more. <laughs> but the, the, I was, the last one wasn't any kind of like detrimental thing, but it was just like the icing on the cake. So for anybody that, you know, the bass fishes, you'll know what kind of life jacket I'm talking about. So I run like the, the auto inflate, you know, the self inflating life jackets where it's just the, you know, the U style over your neck. And we've got, it's got the CO2 cartridge in it, which is meant to where, you know, you need to pull the rip cord and, you know, it's going to auto inflate, you know, in those situations or, you know, on on impact or, or things like that. And well, mine, it was, um, I had to get in my compartment or whatever in the back compartment to, to get some line out and my life jacket was in there and I was, I was bebopping around in the same area. So, you know, I'll tell on myself a little bit. I didn't have, have it on when I was running in between spots. Well, something must've hit that thing just right because whenever I opened up that compartment to get my line bag out and my life jackets inflated it's gone off somehow or another so it just i opened the lid to the compartment and like spools of line just come popping out of there from where all the you know the pressure built up under under that thing inflating and it's just like i i just sit down at this point and i'm just i'm way too i'm not necessarily just mad about the situation that about the life jacket going off but it's just all of this coming together like there's there's something out there that is trying to keep me from from fishing this tournament and keeping my mind on this tournament because I've had I've never had this many, you know, distractions or, or issues or anything leading up to one, no matter how big or how small the tournament was. Um so that one took me a moment just I, I had to sit down and just shake my head on that one because it was I didn't know what I was because I didn't have I don't have another live jacket. And I was like, I don't have another CO2 cartridge. Like, I guess I'm just going to, you know, rock the old, you know, the orange standard life jacket that you can pick up, you know, the, the rental life jacket at the ramp. Cause I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. Well, all I'm sitting here at this point, 
you know, it, it, all the issues start running through my head, you know, all the way back to the boat tearing up, the truck tearing up, the breaking the rod, the, you know, the weather, now the life jacket. It's just like, it would have been so easy in that moment to think like, it, I'm just, it's just not meant to be. I, I'm not supposed to be here this week. Like, I'm just going to, you know, go home, lick my wounds, stay warm and dry and just not worry about it. But then, I, you know, I'm a big person of, you know, everything, everything's going to happen for a reason. Nothing, nothing happens by accident. And so all I had to keep telling myself is, you know, something's trying to keep me from being in this tournament. Something's trying to get me disgruntled and, you know, not focused on this because it must mean that, that something good's going to happen. So that's kind of where I had to get my mind on that. And, uh, instead of kind of dwelling on on the issues that I had in front of me, it was like, okay, how are we going to fix this one? You know, we fixed everything so far. Like, what's going to be the solution to this one? So fish out the rest of the day. Had a great, like I said, had a great practice. Probably one of the best practices I've ever I've ever had with the, the areas I was able to find, the fish I was able to find. Like, it's very rare that I, I go into a tournament and just really feel like I know how I'm going to catch them, what I'm going to catch and what, what's out there, what, the, what potential is there to, to have. And, and I'll be honest with you. I felt like I had a, I had a winning bag and I ended up, I did, um, didn't win the tournament because of some other reasons, but we'll get there shortly, <laughs> but ended up, you know, on the way home, like ended up finding, finding a rod ended up finding a, a, you know, got another life jacket, like one quick phone call solved those problems before I even got home. Like to where by the time I got the boat home, my brother was there waiting for me with a, you know, one of his life jackets and, um, had a jerk bait rod for me that I didn't even know he had. So that worked out great. So tournament day, you know, at this point, they're still, they're still calling for thunderstorms and lightning and stuff, uh, for Saturday. And so we get on our pre-tournament meeting and the, the director basically, the tournament director basically was saying like, you know, we're going to treat it like a fog delay. Like we're going fishing tomorrow. So that, that was all I needed to hear. Like we're going good. Like now I'm really, you know, really happy that, that I was able to overcome those things and, you know, have a game plan and be ready to go for tournament day. And, um, so we get, we get to the, we get to the ramp Saturday morning. I actually left. Man, I probably left my house two hours too early because just I was like, I'm gonna blow a tire. Like, there's like, like there's there's bound to be something else happen, right? Right. So I leave extremely early. Get up there, no problem. Get the boat dumped in the water, and now actually the weather's changed a little bit. Like it's not even raining yet. We're looking at the forecast, and it's gonna be like eight nine o'clock before the weather comes in, and I'm like that's even better because my first spot was a pretty long run. So I was like, we're going to be able to blast off and I'm going to be able to get there real quick, get settled into my area. And then the weather will come and, and we're going to be fine. We're going to catch them. And, uh, so we blast off and just side note here. It was pretty funny. The, the director, he, I was talking to him a little bit while we were sitting out in the water waiting for, waiting for safe light. And he was talking about how many phone calls he, he had gotten from people that were just assuming that it was going to be canceled. You know, it's like, Oh, you know, there's, there's weather like this in the forecast. Like we're going to cancel this one. Right. Like when are you, he was there, people were already asking him like, when are we going to reschedule this one? Yada, yada, yada. 
And he kept telling me, he's like, we're going fishing. So that tells me that some people had already wrote it off as we weren't going to, we weren't fishing. So they had not been putting in the prep. They had not been putting in the practice time because they were already assuming, oh, the, the conditions aren't going to be perfect. So this thing's going to get canceled. So that was kind of rewarding right there was the fact of, you know, there was a huge chunk of people that, that I was competing against that had not put any of the work in because they assumed, you know, that, because we were going to be uncomfortable that, that the event was going to get canceled. So ended anyway, fast forward, that's, that's all the big dilemma other than, um, the, the, the next problem, it, it was more, I, I'll take more credit for it for preparation on my side. So this lake for, it is a power plant lake. You know, there, there is a power plant there that uses the lake water to, you know, to run through and, you know, cool the reactors and stuff off, which really has a lot of impact on the fish there and the, the temperatures and stuff. And well, I realized I didn't, me not being used to fishing a power plant lake, I didn't think to look at the generation schedule. So they had been pulling water Thursday and Friday whenever, you know, whenever I was there practicing and I'd found all my fish and everything was just setting up perfect. Well, they didn't generate Saturday. I pull in my areas and I have like the fish just aren't there. So the area that I main big area that I'd spent all that time really Thursday and Friday, you know, expanding on like it was super unproductive. Like I left there in the middle of the day with like one fish in the live well. Well, I never even got a limit until like two o'clock and the area where I ended up, you know, catching my limit and even upgrading my limit a few times was that area that I decided to go check out on my way back to the ramp when I decided that I was going to stay in the rain, that I wasn't going to leave, that I wasn't going to, you know, just wimp out on it and feel sorry for myself. That area ended up being the reason that I finished where I did in the tournament because all of the fish that I weighed in came out of that area. So I wish I, wish I could say that, you know, after all this, all these events that, you know, ended up winning the tournament, I didn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't even my best finish, but it could have been a whole lot worse. It, it could have been an absolute bomb, you know, like I'm still, I'm, I'm sitting fine in points. Like, you know, the season's off to a positive start and all that, but it could have at any point during that process, that prep time going into this tournament, it could have went a whole lot worse had I took the easy way out, had I took the I'm going to go get comfortable route or the I'm going to go feel sorry for myself just because, you know, things aren't going my way. Exactly. And so and so that's kind of, you know, that was a long story to kind of to get to what I want to talk about, but it's like your mindset is your most valuable tool when you're on the water. And like I said, it doesn't matter what kind of fishing you're doing. If you're not doing it with a clear mind and a strong mind, like you're going to miss out on opportunities. You know, don't always, don't always look for the easiest way, you know, but be stubborn enough to, to persevere through the hard times because they're going to happen. Like there's one way when everything in fishing goes right. 
you know, when you pull up on that right spot or walk up on that right spot at the right time of day with the right tackle in hand and make that perfect cast, that perfect presentation and land in front of that fish just in the time when it's ready to eat. And then, you know, you got to have a good hook set, fight the fish right, land that fish. Like for that to happen, everything has to be right. Well, there's a million other ways for it to go wrong. And we, we can't get too caught up on those things. You know, we, we can't we can't add to the challenges that are already there that are out of our control. We can control how we want to approach things. We can control how we want to react to situations. So my challenge to everybody is just, you know, apply that to wherever, whatever style of fishing you like to do. Like I said, it, this doesn't even have to be a tournament fishing. This could be... You know, you're going to go out, you know, this Saturday morning and, you know, you're heading out to your river to do some fly fishing or, you know, heading out to, you know, a local lake that you're going to, you know, fish off the bank. And maybe you get up and, and the conditions aren't perfect. You know, maybe you get up and, you know, you can't find your truck keys. You can't, you know, find that one, that one jig you like to throw or whatever. Like push yourself to, to become better by overcoming these, these hardships and these obstacles, because that's the only way you're going to learn. That's the only way that you're going to be better. That's the way you're going to be better prepared for the next time because they're going to happen. It doesn't matter. Like I can assure you, those are not the only issues I'm going to have during tournament season. Like I'm going to have truck issues. I'm going to have boat issues. It's just a matter of time of when, you know, I'm going to, I'm y'all I'm rough on equipment. I'm rough on tackle. Like, I'm going to break more rods. I'm going to break off, you know, expensive lures. Like it's going to happen, but you've got to stay mentally strong and mentally focused so that you can overcome these things and keep yourself, you know, in a position to be successful, no matter how, how that looks for you. Yeah. You know, my son's coach used to say to him that, uh, we can't control the outcome of the way things go, but we can control the outcome of how we act and how we respond to those. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like you say, that plays a big role. I mean, I've had many days where, uh, you know, you kind of fall off the deep end because just things just don't seem to be going your way. And, and by getting frustrated and letting them ruin your day, uh, it just keeps the spiral going instead of mm -hmm. stopping and taking a step back and putting a stop to all that. And, you know, looking for the silver lining. Yeah. You're always going to be your own worst enemy. And so that's kind of the approach I've had to take it. My, um, you know, my pursuit at, you know, progressing through, through tournament fishing and things like that is because I don't have as much time as some of these guys do to be on the water. And that that's the most important thing. I will say that in front of anybody and to anybody, the most important thing and the best tool you have to become a better angler is time on the water. You know, got a full-time job. I got a family to take care of. You know, I got kids that are, you know, getting into the age of playing sports right now. Like I'm a husband and dad first. Yeah. And so I don't have, you know, I don't have five, six days a week. Like some guys do to, to dedicate to being on the water from, from daylight to dark. Like I don't have the monetary resources to, you know, to have certain things or whatever, but I can control the controllables. 
so I've all I always want it to be. This is what I've I've had to I've I've had to explain to myself over and over and over again. I want to make what I have the best I can. When I do have time to be on the water, I want to make the most of it. When I'm rigging my tackle, I want to make sure that it's in as good a shape as I can make it be. I want it to be to where I personally, Casey, am the weakest link in the system. You know, that way when there's success, you know, I can feel like I did, you know, I did my part. But to where when things don't go my way, I can't, I don't have excuses. I didn't execute. Like, I want to leave it on me. I don't want to blame it on, you know, outside forces that, oh, well, you know, I didn't do good because, you know, I had boat problems or, oh, I didn't, I wasn't able to get out here as much because my truck or, you know, I, I couldn't really chase this bite because I broke my rod or, you know, I had to, I had to leave early because I had to go find a life jacket, you know, you know, that's just the situations that came up in this event, like, at any point of those, yeah, I could have, I could have took the easy way out. And you know, I'm not, I'm not here to toot my horn. I'm not. I'm human. Trust me. I got pissed off during all of this. Like, at one point, I was so mad about my truck. Like, my wife thought I was mad at her because she was calling trying to help, and I was just being being a butt on the phone whenever she was calling. And like, I'm human. I get it. But you know, take these opportunities to learn from. You know. Take me being a knucklehead to to understand that this happens to everybody. Like whatever obstacles you're having to overcome in your journey is completely normal. It's going to happen. It happen. It happens to everybody. But where you can differentiate yourself from the you know the big majority of people is how you respond and react to those situations. You know, are you going to use it to make yourself better, or are you going to fall victim to your own your own demise? Like. You know, pick yourself up. It's fine. At the end of the day, if you're on the water fishing, it's not that bad. Exactly. You know, it's the old, the old corny saying of, you know, well, a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we, we overcomplicate this sometimes. And me especially, you know, really I, I put a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication into, into pursuing the, the goals I have for around tournament angling. But at the end of the day, like I do it cause I love it, you know, and I, you got to keep that perspective. You got to remember why you're doing it and why you're willing to, to deal with the, the obstacles that come with it. Because if, if not, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, if you're not willing to, you know, problem solve and, and figure this stuff out on the fly, it's not worth it. It doesn't make it that it doesn't make it any any more appealing to you whenever, you know, the good things are happening because you don't appreciate them as much. So, you know, just stay focused, stay stubborn, like don't don't fall victim to yourself and you know, you're conscious whenever these hard things start happening, like, you know, know what, know what you're trying to accomplish and know that every problem can be solved. And any time that you take away from solving that problem is time that you could be spent, you know, reaping the benefits of overcoming that and getting back out there. Yeah. 
Well, and it teaches you too how to, to roll with the punches. Like you said, then you, you, you know, things aren't always going to work out. And I think for myself in general, I'm a control freak. If I have everything crossed off on my checklist, then it's going to be a good day. But if one of those things doesn't add up, I'm not 100% sure. And it's, you know, I've learned that you have to just roll with it, you know, compromise mm-hmm. and, you know, come up with new plans. And it's like you said, if you, you're, you're admitting defeat by not doing that. Yeah. And you never know what kind of cool stuff you can learn whenever, you know, you're having to get creative to, you know, to overcome some of these things. Like there was part, like I would have never thrown a jerk bait on that, that longer rod I had about it. But then by forcing myself to do that, because I thought that was going to be, you know, the plan I had to have for the tournament, I was able to now like start thinking about certain situations where I'm like, man, this might be, this little setup might be better in certain situations. You know, yeah. I'm able to cast, I'm able to cast it a lot further than I was with my normal jerk bait rod to where if I start finding some pressured fish that are, you know, that I'm locating, you know, way further off the boat that, you know, with my rod, I couldn't normally reach them. Like you can, you can find good things that come out of, out of figuring out hard problems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all about perspective. It's all about, you know, are you focused on doing whatever it takes to, to reach your goal? Or are you just trying to find an excuse to get out of it? Yeah. You know, that's one of those, that's a one, that's 100% controllable. You are in complete control of how you approach things and the mindset you have around it. So just, I mean, don't be, don't be easy to give up on something like it's, it's not worth it. You will be so much more proud of yourself and you will be so much more proud of the outcome that you get by enduring through it and doing whatever it takes to, to reach whatever goal that is. So like I said, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could report back that I endured through all that and have a picture of me hoisting up the trophy, but that's just, that's not how it played out this time. And that's fine because I did everything that I could to, to give myself the opportunity to be successful. You know, fish weren't there and I never got back on them. That's fishing. <laughs> like that, that's fine. I can live with that. Um, but what I couldn't live with is if I look back right now and knew I gave up right. or knew that I, or knew that I didn't give as much effort to, you know, fixing any of these problems to give myself the best chance possible. That wouldn't, that wouldn't set well with me. So the message that I want to drive home today is just stay strong, stay diligent, stay stubborn and just do whatever it takes to do it because you're going to end up learning so much more and, you know, having better experiences from it and becoming an all around better angler for the future by overcoming these obstacles that you, that, that face each and every one of us. Uh, well, Chad, I've rambled on with it enough. Um, feels kind of good to get that off my chest and talk about it. That's the first time I've, I've been able to really kind of just sit down and, and get all that out, you know, kind of the progression of how, how that week went for me. I hope, I hope that's the only week like that. <laughs> You know, like I said, I, I know there's going to be problems, but you know, we can, we can have a few, few events maybe with not as many. Right. right. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're ready for them when they come. 
but it's okay. Thanks. Yeah. I, you know, Casey, I think you, you nailed it. I think it gives a lot of our viewers a, a lot to reflect on. And uh, as you were talking, I was reminded of a story where my dad and I had gone hunting and he wanted to go off the old beaten path to go see if there was a spot where he had heard that the elk were pretty, pretty thick. And we went off and you know, as well as I do, it was that kind of rain and mud that stuck the crevices of the tires. So you had no more tread and this truck started to slowly roll off the road and we couldn't get grip. And we, we stopped, we sat there. We were both furious because it was late at night, should have been at camp by now. Why did we even go off the beaten path? What was the purpose? Uh, we were both extremely frustrated, but we, we sat down, we thought it through and we knew as soon as we tried to get out of that mud, we were going to go into the ditch and possibly roll the truck. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, it gave us time to sit. I remember getting out of the truck, being frustrated, but I also remember spending time with my dad on the side of the mountain trying to think of a solution because we know the truck's going in the ditch and we need to, yeah. you know, comprehend that. And, you know, long story short, we ended up throwing a bunch of boulders down the side of the mountain into the ditch where we were going to go in. The truck did go into the ditch, but it went in just enough that we could use those boulders for traction and get ourselves out of the ditch. But at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, we had so many failures, but it turned out to be uh, a really victorious failure, you know, and, and it's a time that I got to spend with my dad. And now when I look back at it, uh, we didn't quit. We didn't give up. We didn't you know, we kept pursuing it. And at the end of the day, it turned out to be a really cool story around the campfire. So you're absolutely right. It's, a, you know, those victorious failures. It's what keeps us going. And, you know, it's a, you know kind of like what we've heard, you know, you, you know, I'm a big Christian myself. And, you know, I've been taught you got to praise them when you win and you got to praise them when you lose. Uh, absolutely. You know, that that actually makes me I, I forgot one more little little nugget from my my adventure that that happened um so i was coming home from the tournament saturday you know thinking everything's fine it's still dumping rain on me and for anybody that's not following me if you go to kc english fishing on tiktok you can kind of see how this played out <laughs> but so i've got a you know my boat shed sits out here kind of off from the side of my house and i wasn't even thinking i came in it's raining all my stuff's out i'm like i'm just gonna you know throw the boat under the shed real quick and i'll come back out you know, Sunday sometime and, and get everything sorted out. Well, I go to, I go to back the boat in, swing the truck around to kind of line it up and the truck just keeps on sliding. So I end up getting my truck just completely buried, stuck, still hooked to the boat, you know, the whole thing trying to slide down the hill. And I just got out, shake my head and put a rock in front of the tire of the boat to where it wouldn't roll any forward. And I just went in the house <laughs> at that point. <laughs> at that point i just left it be and then came back out sunday and got it got it in the boat out and everything's fine now but yeah that's i did i out of it, all of that too i forgot to add i did get my truck and boat stuck trying to park it saturday after the tournament well, you've had a little bit of uh, everything on that trip <laughs> yeah but at least that, at least at that point the tournament was over every every everything was done at that point but yeah i, I did get my truck stuck <laughs> trying to come at my house at least it was at my house exactly Exactly. But it was on it was on a big enough hill. I kept kind of peeking out the window every so often during the rain, making sure that you know the ground didn't give and it slide anymore. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, everybody, I know this was a this was a little bit different than our 
our usual nonsense, but I, I promise we'll get back to that very, very soon. We got plenty of that, but, um, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves in being able to, to bring you in, bring you along with the successes, but also with the, you know, I'm not going to say failures because you only fail when you give up, but you know, I think we talked about this in our very first episodes, like you're, you're going to be with us through the good, the bad, the ugly. And, uh, I would rather you be able to learn from, you know, from my mistakes and how I screw up to where you can be able to go out and maybe, you know, be able to, to not have to, you know, learn through these things like I did, but, but it's necessary and it's going to happen, but just know that, that the other side of it is, is a lot better. So, you know, keep your head down, get through it, keep strong mind, just know what you're working towards. But I do appreciate y'all, y'all tuning into this and, and I hope you're able to take something from it. And I would even like, um, you know, share with us some of your, you know, the hardships that you've had to overcome on the water, whether it be, um, you know, tackle failures, you know, things that were, were in place that could have prevented you from being able to go fishing or, or anything like that, you know, reach out to us. Um, you can send us a, a DM on Instagram at fishlift eat official. Uh, we're on TikTok at fishlift eat official. Um, yeah, just, just interact with us on there. Let us know, know how you overcome it. And, um, you know, we'd like to share that and, uh, see what you're dealing with out there and help us all become better because of it. But, uh, we appreciate as always, you being with us, you know, if you're watching us here on YouTube, make sure to, to su- subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss out on anything else that we're doing. Like and comment and uh, share this with anybody that you think may may be able to benefit from it. But uh, until we get together to do it again, y'all remember to keep them lines wet and we'll catch you on the next cast. See y'all.